Hello, you are listening to Pulseway IT Heroes podcast, a show for MSPs and system administrators. Hello and welcome to the IT Heroes podcast. And today we got Andy again and we got uh, Mr. Jiri. Uh, welcome, guys. Uh, welcome, mate. Thank you. Uh, nice to have you back for another uh, fun discussion. Glad to be here. forward to it. All right, so today's topic, um, SMB's response to ras- ransomware attacks. Yeah. So we're just going to go over, you know, what should be, hey, what, why is cyber response important for businesses? How should SMBs and businesses, small businesses, mid-sized businesses prepare for cyber incidents? Uh, communication of the incident, challenges of responding to an attack, and how to improve um, after a cyber attack. So let's start off with the first thing is, you know, why is cyber response important for a, a business in this day and age? Do you mean a business in general or SMBs in particular? Uh, t- yeah, SMBs. Well, I think the, um, the something that's actually even, uh, even more important than the things you've just listed, which are all important, is for the SMB community to actually understand the threat. There is a certain level of complacency i feel amongst the smaller organizations who think why am i a target i haven't got any money i'm not worth not worth attacking um and i dug out some figures from a few months ago that uh in the us 85 percent of msps reported ransomware attacks against smbs but only 28 percent of smbs think that they're a target so there's a clearly a disconnect between the reality um and people's perception so i think there is because of that, there is possibly a lack of preparation amongst the SMB community um, to be prepared for these things because they think they're not going to happen to them. And the problem is that the impact of an attack on an SMB is going to be proportionally greater than the impact on a larger organization because they've got fewer resources to deal with it. Um, they are going to be more impacted. They'll probably The customers will notice more and that will impact their reputation and potentially business as well. So, so I think there, there's a lot there, lot there to unpack. And do you think it's because they don't have the resources, or feel they feel like they don't have the resources to to look after this right now? Well, I, I think they just don't think they're a target because why? Yeah, and also, if you're a small business, you've got lots of other things to be doing that are, that are in front of yeah. you as opposed to something that may or may not happen. So there is. You know, there, there's possibly a view that, well, you know, I'm, I'm not General Electric. Why would they target me? Um, I don't look after health records. Why do they target me? Um, but it's precisely that reason that they become an easy target. And 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 even though, not, that, you know, the attackers aren't going to ask millions of dollars from a small business, but just, just asking a few tens of thousands here and there is going to also build up as well. It's a it's it's easy. Target. It's not leaving your front door unlocked. Well, for a small business, it can really put them out of business. Um, they don't yeah, have, exactly. They don't have the um, the resources to come back after it most of the time, right? Yeah, exactly. So, you know, there's that, that uh, it's a few years old now, but that figure from Gartner that the average cost of downtime is $5,600 a minute. Yeah. Um, and if you're, spend, if you're spending two hours after, after an attack wondering what to do, that's a lot of money you're wasting before you actually start fixing the problem. Um, so, uh, you know, and $5,600 a minute is a lot to an SMB and it's not much to a large company at all. That's a drop in the ocean. So adding to that, uh, Andy's point, uh, uh, considering all the impacts that can cause uh, uh, to the SMBs from a cyber incident, 
There's also one more point that we need to uh, look at is businesses and enterprises are often looking to uh, keep or prevent the cyber attacks from happening. They're taking measures to fix the vulnerabilities or do the patching stuffs, secure the environment using firewall and all the basic preventive measures they want to do. But only uh, a few companies or not everybody is prepared to handle a ransomware attack or any other uh, cyber incidents. So that is why uh, the need for uh, responsive uh, plan has to be made and it has to be prioritized and businesses should be ready to do what they need to do when, when there is an impact to the organization. I right, so then going to the next thing. Um, so I'm a small business. How do I prepare? You know, I well, don't I don't have a lot of people. Uh, maybe I don't have, even have a security specialist. Maybe you just have one sysadmin. Um, maybe I don't even have that. Um, how, how do I prepare? Well, I, I think, uh, as Giri said, all of the uh, you, you, you put in place as many protections as you can. But as we've seen, I think the latest figures I saw, 95% of uh, digital breaches are caused by human error. So, so a lot of these protections aren't actually uh, don't don't work against modern modern cyber threat attack. Uh, but I think the first thing you need to do when you're preparing, and everybody should prepare, even if you don't have, even if you're one person wearing eight different hats, you you really should know what each hat is responsibility is. So you need to work out who should be involved because not everybody needs to run around in a panic. There needs to be a group of people that that respond to this. And you need to and they need to know it's a bit like being a fire warden. You need to know people have responsibility to evacuate their floor in an office. It's the same thing with your response plan team. You need everybody should have their own responsibilities. They know exactly what to do um, and it should be documented so they know uh, the, the steps they need to take. That's the first thing. And that's one that people aren't going to bother with but they really need to, to save valuable time. And, yeah, you don't really need to come up with anything. There's a lot of templates out there to, to take from. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, you don't have to come up with a whole new cyber incident response plan. I mean, there's, there's a lot of good templates online um, in, in terms of preparation. Oh, absolutely. But again, you don't want to be Googling in a panic uh, when you've yeah. got an attack because you might not be yeah. able to Google. Yeah. <laughs> the basic thing is load on when you uh, face that incident. So people will be rushing to fix things, get things up moving. Uh, they need to answer to the clients and stuff. So first thing is load on, don't do anything in a hurry. So you may not mess up further things up. Yeah. And the first thing is, is, uh, is to actually identify whether it was a ransomware attack or whether it was something else, whether it was just a simple mistake, just, just because it, people could panic. But you do need to spend that five, 10 minutes of calm just saying, okay, is this a ransomware attack? Uh, okay, so it is, this is serious um, because not only is it likely to cost me money, it could also, we've seen a lot of the majority of ransomware attacks also steal data as well and hold that to ransom or threaten to, uh, to release it publicly. So you just need to make sure what exactly is you're dealing with, then you can start the response. So identifying what is happening Basically, it could be a, just a phishing or just an initial level of a malware or a Trojan. So once you uh, figure out what kind of attack is happening or happened, you can start acting on that. So first thing is discussing with your internal teams, communicating to legal PR teams and privacy teams of who are responsible to that and then taking it further and going ahead to isolate the systems that has been affected by the attack. And 
further investigation on that type will help sort out things. So basically, we can categorize this between uh, companies that have a cyber insurance, companies do not have a cyber insurance. So discussing upon that will actually benefit us because when there is a cyber insurance, uh, they are going to take over most of the you know incident response plan for the uh, business. And when there isn't a insurance on their side, they, are, they need to get their hands dirty and it could be quite challenging for them. How should, uh, how should a business communicate after an incident? I mean, what, what is the ideal situation there? Quickly and honestly. Okay, should they inform their customers or... Uh, well, I think in some jurisdictions, there's a legal obligation to if data is at risk. Um, so, uh, so it actually has become almost regulatory to, to and there, there are rules under data protection laws about how you should communicate and at what, you know, what level you should communicate any potential risk. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of businesses as well that just don't. Um, I mean, the, the kind of quiet cyber attacks we don't hear about, they'll just pay the ransom and move on from it right um but they don't communicate it they don't make it public so um it kind of stays in the dark yeah uh, it, and it's 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 when things like um the colonial pipeline last year uh that shut when you shut down the pipeline and you and you have fuel shortages it's hard to keep that a secret did you guys see the uh an nfl team was hacked last week i think oh yes and also the Ukrainian defense ministry was hacked. Oh, I wonder who that could be. <laughs> I wonder why. Long time now. Uh, Russian uh, state-sponsored hackers or whoever it is, they're after Ukraine for uh, past uh, 30 days or 40 days. I mean, yeah. I mean it, it, with the tension going on right now, I mean, the U.S. is kind of preparing. I mean, they've released a lot of statements in preparation for a lot of cyber attacks that are might be coming for U.S. businesses. Um, I mean, that... Uh, Again, going back to what actually we talked about a couple of episodes ago where um, Russia was making moves in terms of uh, let's arrest these people. I mean, is it going to take a back move now if this relationship <laughs> ruining? That's true. I guess I guess it's a difference. These people to do more damage, you know? Well, yeah. Well, unless it's a difference between um, kind of nationalized hacking and private enterprise. Yeah. So I mean, there's there's reasons why people do it, and they and they might not necessarily all be about money. Um. So, next topic: uh, challenges of responding to an attack. So, what what are some of the challenges? You just get attacked. Um, what are some of the challenges you face with that? Answering the clients. So that is the first uh, challenge any business would face. They need to uh, give some answers. They need to uh, make things operational again in a, in a very less period of time. That is going to be challenging while well, they need to fix things on one side and they need to uh, satisfy the customers as well. So that is going to be the first challenge I would think of. But then they, they, they also need to be able to identify what exactly has, been hap uh, has happened because there are, with uh, ransomware as a service, there are lots of similar code floating around the place. And so there are people who know how to fix it. So you need to identify that. And that's where talking to your local friendly law enforcement specialists can also help because they will have uh, expert expertise in this area. They will know if there are potential, um, there are potential solutions that they can do quickly because they've seen this before. Because yeah, you are, uh, unfortunately you are not the first person to be attacked and so there are plenty of other people 
uh, with the knowledge you need, and you just need to find those people. Um, and so, so that's why going back to the initial point of having a plan, a clear plan is important. So you'll identify who you need to talk to when this happens, because time is vital. Well, apparently there's a cyber attack every 11 seconds. Yeah. So within this period that we talked about, we probably had um, 100 cyber attacks happen, right? Um, yes. Within that short period of time. Um, and how does a business then, you know, I mean, it's it's not the worst. I mean, it's, it's, it's awful. Obviously, you need to be prepared and try and stop it. I mean, and they need a good plan post that. But I mean, it's also a good good lesson for you as a business that you can come out of it stronger on the other side, right? If you handle it well. Well, if you, um, well, I think, you know, what's, what's likely to happen, to have happened, unfortunately now, is that the attack happens because of a, a user error. So, um, uh, because this is what, this is how these attacks are successful. They, they, um, uh, prey on human, <clears throat> you know, human nature. Um, and so you try to find out, you try to identify without blaming necessarily, but try to identify what exactly happened and do, and educate the users because it is more than likely that the attack started because someone somewhere clicked on a link or opened open an attachment, which would let, let code in, which let them find their way into to launch the attack. So should we have like, uh, before you log into your workspace, you need to do a quick quiz to make sure you're cyber ready every morning. <laughs> uh, that might be a little bit excessive, um, but um, it's bad. And like blow, if, if you have an, um, one of those alcohol make mechanisms in the car and you blow into <laughs> make sure you can drive. Right before you get into your email, make sure you know what you're doing. Um, but uh, but then absolutely, because because we, we, we know that phishing is is the, you know, the main, main culprit. Phishing simulations, um, regular, regular, but not, you know, to a schedule. So pe people don't get fooled into, into fixing them. The only way is for people to realize how stupid they've been. And, there's so, and you can get quite sophisticated phishing simulation packages, as well as, of course, just normal security training and awareness uh, and, and corporate policies. So, you know, the post-mortem stage of any attack is very important because you, you will almost certainly uh, need to strengthen your um, defenses. You'll need to uh, strengthen your policies. You'll need to strengthen even your response to an attack because you probably found some errors in that because yeah. um, first time you've had to use it. So, so it, it is all about wrapping up, but I think it really boils down to uh, education and you know enforcing password changes, enforcing better security, clamping down on people writing passwords on a post-it note on your on the desk um all the things we see happening in offices all the time yeah um and, and it's it's like a lot of companies might do a one-off session okay we just train our users we're good to go for the next couple of years but you got new staff coming in you know every month um you get staff turnover people forget things i mean the stuff you should be doing practically constantly is it shouldn't be okay i only do it once after we were hacked you know that's our responses to do the training <laughs> session then um, it's yeah. a little, it needs to be proactive. I mean, make time. I mean, I, I can easily see why businesses go like, ah, oh, we don't have time for this. People are busy. I mean, I'm sure they're busy, but you can, you can do 10, 15 minutes, you know? Um, but even, but even, uh, and you can also automate this. And a lot of this training is in sub 10 minute blocks because of yeah. that. <clears throat> what you don't want to do is take people into a room for, for a day and bludgeon them to death no. with the information. 
you can and and that's the that's the joy of fishing simulation that takes no time joy <laughs> the joy okay the advantage of fishing simulation that takes no time and that, and that happens in part of the normal workday that's, that's, that's a great benefit to companies these day and age. It's all automated. Like all these tools, like backup is automated. Patching can be automated. Um, phishing simulation can be automated. Uh, email protection can be automated. Like you don't actually need to be manually spending a lot of time here to have all this in place. Um, that's the benefit of modern day technology that we have is the automation part of it, right? Um, yeah. Set and forget. Um, it runs it. You get a report. Okay. The, these members of staff have problems, you know, or, or, or have failed the test of some sort. So I need to address that. Um, but, it, you know, as a company, if you're watching this, it's not going to take you a whole lot of time to, to get something like this in place. And Only even is where uh, this automation will be, a, uh, you know, uh, you need to say is like when there isn't any patch available for the particular vulnerability, say it could be a zero day. So that's when uh, the security team or the admin team needs to go around, work around, find a way to fix or handle things temporarily and, until the vendor comes up and releases the patches. So I'm, I'm going to send you guys some viruses over the next couple of weeks, see if you guys fall for it. <laughs> <laughs> so whenever you see an email from me, make sure to double check the link. Uh, no, I'm kidding. Um, all right. So, I mean, uh, that was a good topic today. Um, I appreciate you guys uh, helping uh, out our listeners. I mean, guys, you know, this, all this is pre-built. Um, even at Postway, we got the checklist for you if you need to check something out. Um, a lot of this technology can be automated. So um, there's really no reason for us not to be prepared. Um, thank you so much and uh, have a good rest of the day. Thank you.